Hello, everyone. We want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Let's try that again. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Golden Boot. It's your boy, Pooh Bear. Got my man, Aunt Petty Murphy, in the building. Uh, oh, I see you put yourself on mute. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, what's good with you, man? How you doing? What's happening, bro? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm be honest with you. I'm a little salty. I'm a little, I'm oh, a yeah. little bit salty. Yeah. Uh, what is? I ain't going home for Mardi Gras, man. Not going home for Mardi Gras this year, man. We got uh my family down there kicking it. Uh, they got the ball going on right now. Uh, but man, you know, what I'm saying work called being adult, man. So, yeah, I heard that, bro. Uh, true story. I have actually quit a job because they didn't let me get off of Mardi Gras that I requested a month early. I ain't gonna say I quit, but I did start. Look, they told me it's like I don't know if you're gonna be. Able to. I said okay. I understand. I do understand. I, I yeah. indeed website quick, huh? bro. I had it on speed now. <laughs> Bookmark indeed. Boom, found a new job. And then when I went to my new job, I said, "Hey, just want to let y'all know, I celebrate two things: Mardi Gras and my anniversary. I will be out for those two things." And nothing wrong with that. And nothing wrong with that. So y'all need me here for Christmas, Thanksgiving. I'll be here, but you will not play with Mardi Gras. In my anniversary, so, but uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Got my man Chuck in the building. What's good, Chuck? My guys uh, everywhere, man. Everywhere, Josh in the building. Cousin Nick in this thing. What's up, cousin Nick? I hope you're doing all right. What's happening, family? You know, but uh, as we always say, we truly, truly, truly do appreciate y'all support. <clears throat> Don't want y'all to think that just because we repeat this message that it is um. Uh, 
it is not meant. We truly do appreciate y'all support. We appreciate y'all for watching. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, drop them in. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, if y'all have ever sent us a comment on YouTube or anything, we do personally read them. We do respond. Uh, it means a lot to us. Uh, y'all our family, man. And and if y'all know the origins of how we got started, y'all understand our guess for tonight. Hmm. Big facts. He family, too. You know what he I mean? Is, he just he ain't is. been here yet. You know. Yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> Without further ado, want to bring to the golden boot. You got some before you go? You wanna, oh, you, I thought you were going to say something before we get started. Hey, but want to bring to the golden boot. Everybody, it's at least all the LSU fans, all the LSU fans' favorite Miami guy, Julie Romero, the baseball dude from, from Twitter Space. I should, I got to put that on there from Twitter Space. Yeah, from Twitter Space. From Twitter Spaces. Julie, welcome to the golden boot. What's good, my boy? That show up there for the hometown, you know, UTEP. Yeah, uh, that Texas, Texas Western. Yeah. Hey, first of all, Glory Road was a, a, a damn good movie. Yeah, best movie ever made. It was. Appreciate. I got to met Coach Askin before he passed away. He was really cool. Oh, that's man. dope right there, bro. That's dope. That's dope. And then I met one of the players, too, Willie Cager. Willie Cager, yeah. He runs a, a, found, a foundation for the basketball year. Yeah, one of the school districts. So he was really cool. He signed my jersey and everything, and then he took that's off. That's dope, bro. That's oh dope. man, that's dope, man. Uh, Julian, I, I I do want to say this. Uh, you are a Miami fan, and yeah, I didn't man. realize I didn't realize you are a, a Atlanta Braves fan as well. Uh, I didn't realize how much I did not like you until <laughs> I found all these things out. Exactly. <laughs> I I just found out about the Braves part, and now. Uh, <sighs> I guess it can't be perfect, you know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> but nah, man, for real, man, we we truly do appreciate it. Uh, we have been talking about, you know, what I'm saying when baseball season come on, you know, so having you on, man. Listen, I've been, I know, I've been looking forward to it. Ain't been talking about it because we've been yeah, talking yeah. like, when we gonna bring Julie on? We're like, we're gonna do it this day? We're gonna do it this day? So it it truly is, man. We we really do mean it, man. Look forward to been looking forward to having this conversation with you. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. Opening weekend in college baseball. <sighs> so, some teams did what we thought they would do. Some teams. Slow start. Very slow start. Uh, opening thoughts, man. What, what do you think about so far? I mean, I, it's, it's, I don't, I'm not jumping off the ledge. Or, uh, I know it's, it's, it's one series, but, you know, how do you feel? I think overall as a sport, it's really good. You know, we've seen a lot of parody. You know, last, last night I told you guys about the Tennessee and Grand Canyon. Everybody's mm -hmm. like, oh, Grand Canyon this. Like, no, like Coach Wilson and Coach Stankiewicz, like what they built in that program was – it's legit. You know, last year it was a coming out party. I think they were in the group of death with Oklahoma State, Arkansas, and then with them there, like there was a good – and Missouri State too. Like that was a group of death, like regional – and they got ex that experience right there, and they weren't scared of Tennessee. You know, they took them down, and it was in their own ballpark, so which was good for exposure, especially the WAC. Like, that's a yeah. good team. I mean, it's just crazy overall. But, I mean, I think it's also crazy, too, for Tennessee. Like, your star player finds out, like, 30 minutes before the game, like, hey, we don't know if you're eligible or not, so you can't play. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's just – that was crazy. I think that plays a factor, too. 
Arizona, you know, yeah. Joe Johnson, like the guys that he brought in too, like it shows like that too. But I mean, LSU, I mean, the pitching staff is on point. Like you just had dudes coming in like left and right, throwing in strikes like mid like mid nineties, nasty breaking stuff. Like it's just it's just pretty wild. And then who would have thought TCU would have been dumping Texas, no, Vanderbilt and Arkansas. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you you brought you brought up uh LSU. And of course, you know, we're LSU centric show. Um, one thing that impressed me because we, we talked about uh Wednesday, um, some things we we're looking at pitching was one of the things that you know looked at coming into today. Uh, the stat they put up the stat the starting well, not the not even yeah, the starting pitching, I think, had 21 strikeouts, no hits, 21, five walks, and then like a couple walks, yeah, yeah, yeah. no hits. No, well, I'm no sorry, hit. I take that back, it was like two hits or something like that because i think uh skeens gave up a couple of hits he's gave up a hit and then the home runs that they gave up towards the end on game two yeah yeah no that's just yeah that's overall like so overall all weekend nine hits three hits a game yeah that's 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 pretty that's pretty solid right there for a pitching staff yeah so and they have a whip of 0.62 coming into the, today's game too it was just like remarkable they're just like it all the questions last year that they had were, were mm-hmm. filled right away. Yep. You know, I was kind of surprised Skeens was at 98 pitches. I thought he would have been pulled out earlier. But, I mean, we know he is. He only used two pitches, so it's really not that bad. And then Cooper last year, like, he was your guy's arm, like the like your go-to guy coming out of the bullpen. Right. And he just shoved. He's like, here, let me throw this. And then the second time around, let me drop my arm, like, arm a little bit lower. Like, you can't see. I like what the freshman uh, he did today. I think he just, I think Jay did a good thing about pulling him out before letting the inning get uh, big on him and then explode. But I mean, if you look at it, another thing too, I think maybe we had one or zero errors today. Or LSU, I think think that was the problem last year. We had a lot of errors Mm -hmm. that would like extend the inning that had taxi pitching more on the arm. And I think it was a good team. It was a good game series between two with Western uh, Michigan. Like them not playing outside for basically the whole season, yeah. only being there four days and only have two errors. Like, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I think I put it up there. Uh, Andrew Paul's hub said, "Let's give a collective laugh to Tennessee." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that was kind of one of the ones that they shot. I can see the, the the drop to uh Arizona, but like you mentioned, you know, uh GCU has been you know saying steadily building that program. Um, and baseball is one of those sports where uh it doesn't matter necessarily your overall size of your program, you know, mm-hmm. so you always have a chance to win it, i.e., Stony Brook, mm-hmm. i.e., um, Coastal Coast Carolina, Carolina. yeah, Fresno State with Judge that one year. Yeah, right. I mean Rice was a powerhouse. Cal State Fullerton was a powerhouse. You know what I mean? I know I'm going right. back a little bit, but I'm just saying this: the size of the school don't really matter when it comes to baseball. No, and I think what you're seeing too is like with the COVID year, you're seeing a lot of guys coming back, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like a good like you're gonna see some guys what may may not pop, but they have like nasty stuff too. So that's gonna help with a lot of veteran experience too, teaching these young guys too. I think that you saw that with a lot of, with uh. Western Michigan, this series. And they're a good team, you know? Like, last year, they hit 295. Like, it's just you ran into a good pitching staff. Yeah. 
That just shows how good LSU pitching staff is mm -hmm. to hold a team like that to nine hits in the series. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still just like it, – it's – it would be different if because I can understand I can see excuses like well hey they haven't been outside and I'm when I say excuses I'm not saying that they're making up excuses for why they lost but you know Western Michigan not being outside um, LSU being a a bigger you know saying they're supposed to do this but what what stands out to me it's like um, okay I'll say this comparison 2019 LSU when they played Georgia Southern to open the season football. Um, that made the way LSU executed is what stood out to me more so of who they played. Mm -hmm. Um, this pitching and how it executed is what stood out to me more than who they played. So that's it, it's it's giving me renewed confidence. Um, the fielding, how smooth everything looked. Uh, even when Thompson uh bobbled the ball, he didn't make an error, rushing error, and throw, try to throw it home. Uh, he threw the man out at first and gave up the run. Uh, those are things that last year he was throwing, trying to throw the guy home, trying to be hero, and it just wasn't happening. Uh, Tommy Tanks goes down uh, with a dislocated shoulder, um, and everything keeps mo uh, moving. Mm -hmm. so, that just takes the depth of the team, though. Yeah. Uh-oh. We lost our guy. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. <clears throat> if, probably if he get a phone call or something like that, it'll drop. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, it's just like I think, that, I think that speaks to the depth of the team, though. Like even even when you're talking about the pitching staff, nine runs over three games. You know what I mean? I mean nine hits over three games. This that just speaks to the amount of depth you got to be able to you know keep it going from when the starters get into a groove, then the the bullpen is able to come and keep it going. Instead, there's no drop-off even when the bullpen gets into the game. So that just speaks to the way that Jay Johnson was able to kind of remake this roster, especially the pitching staff, and the job that the uh, pitching coach Johnson has done, you know, since he's been there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to – uh-oh. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to Wes Johnson. Um, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I yeah, know, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason why I want to give him a shout out uh, for, for exactly the reasons you mentioned, as well as um, we heard a lot about when uh, we lost Taylor for the year with his arm. The first thing people said was, oh, that's Wes Johnson's MO. Everywhere he's gone, pictures mm -hmm. have gotten hurt and stuff like that. Um, Blake Money, uh, Matt Trent just talked about this on, on uh, AYS uh, Blake show, um, how. Uh, Blake Money worked with Wes Johnson to change his mechanics and it gives him more control. Um, all right, there you go. All right, so uh, we were just talking about uh, doing Wes Johnson, um, and how he's kind of I was kind of giving his flowers because a lot of people have have dubbed him, I guess, almost like a, a, a um, pitcher killer. Um, they they blame all the uh, injuries that we've seen before. Um, well, on, on his pitching staffs he's been a part of, they've always kind of blamed it on him. Um, and then when Taylor went down this season earlier, a couple weeks ago, they blamed it on, on uh, some people blamed it on him. Um, but if, like I said, when you look at, and we like, we're talking about this pitching staff, we're talking about the, um, the, um, strikeouts, the, um, 
no hits, the, you know, keeping the game in control, you know, so when the starters leave, you've got to give credit uh, to Wish Johnson for that, so. No, oh, yeah, you do. Like, you, I noticed a difference, too. Like, as soon as everybody got brought in, it was first pitch stride. There's no, like, control issues. Like, you didn't see the ball hitting the, the bull Durham or anything or throwing over the uh, backstop. Like, it was strike one, strike two, strike three. Like, yeah, there were some instances where they did work the count. But, I mean, it was just bullets, bullets, bullets. And then that's something that's different, too, that, I mean, on Blake's show, they're saying Blake, Tyler Floyd. I think Tyler Floyd's going to be your guy as the closer just because mm-hmm. that ball is moving. Like, lefties are having a hard time catching up to it. Like, I think he's your closer going in. And then you've seen Christian Lemil too. Like, he – like, a lot of people saying that he wasn't good at Vanderbilt. But, like, people – but people forget. Like, he was a 17-year-old his freshman year going against grown men in the SEC. Yeah. So, like, he's a little bit later. Like, I think he finally got developed into his own body here with Wes Johnson where, I mean, his stuff looked nasty. The fact that he threw the ball and he's already walking out because he knew he got that strikeout. Yeah. <clears throat> Funny thing, Christian Little, when he came in and I saw that 99 and them glasses, the first <laughs> thing popped in my head was, give him the heater. <laughs> <laughs> give him the heater, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, he came in, man, and, and I was like, we got something. I was like LSU yeah. got some because it, it's been, I think they've been um, two or three bullpen guys away um, the last few seasons for for making the uh, the next step. Uh, not necessarily, one. not necessarily, you know, saying Omaha, but just you know, advancing to the super regionals or advancing to, um, I guess yeah, then to Omaha. Uh, no. So yeah, it's never been a talent thing. It's always no, been a right. depth thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we finally got the numbers we need. And that's why we're able to sustain a grant, a t- you know, a Taylor injury or, you know, an injury along those type of lines because we got the numbers. Now, last year, that would have killed us. Year before that, it would have killed us. But now we got the numbers to sustain that. Yeah. <clears throat> Julian, quick question for you. What was your favorite matchup slash series of this weekend? Honestly, I like the – the Arlington, where they have the, the tournament in Arlington with Texas, mm-hmm. the Big 12 versus the SEC, like, that's pretty good. You know, the first game, like I told you guys last uh, last week on the show, was Vandy and TCU, like, and uh, TCU put 11-4, like, put it on them, and then that was a wake-up call for Vandy because they put it on to Texas, mm-hmm. and they put it on – who did they play today? No, they played Texas today. They played Oklahoma State last uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Like, they put it on them, but – Oklahoma State came back. Like, those are power. Like you're gonna see probably this matchup again in Omaha too. Yeah. Like there's no like I like that. Um, I think I was more interested in the T the Tennessee and the Grand Canyon one just to see how they would stack up. Because personally, I followed the Grand Canyon a little bit more, and then just the fact that the whack pitcher of the year he was supposed he was a starter and he didn't show up because he hurt his leg. Came out in the seventh inning, seven, eighth, nine, shut him down to get that mm-hmm. save or get the mm-hmm. win, actually. It's pretty solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, and I know it's again, I know it's early. I'm not, I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves. It's one series, but who looks the part so far? 
I think the freshman dude, like you, you can tell like those look at like freshmen, like Neil, like he looks like a dude. He caught well behind the home plate, like didn't see any errors, no nothing. Actually, like Chase Jones, like he, like he's he's grown, grown. Like he makes you, he makes everybody look small. Yeah, he's yeah. like what six eight, six nine, something six. like that. Big boy, yeah, yeah, jeez, yeah. But he um, looked, he looked yeah. really good. Yeah. And you got one because this next one. No, I, I, was think, just, I was just finna ask him what yeah. what teams what teams do you think have like I know it's early and all that, but like what teams do you think kind of are who you thought they were, and what teams you think kind of might be a little overhyped? I think the teams who are who are who they think I am or who they are, who I thought they are are the LSU. They just projected, hey, like. You know, coming into the season, you got the number one transfer portal. You got a good class, even though you didn't get Crawford, Romero, and some of the guys who got drafted in the pros, but you still got guys uh, coming to your program. You know, hey, this is going to be the number one. We're going to be the number one team. And they played it like, it, like, yes, like, I know fans like, oh, we didn't put 20 like how South Carolina and Florida did, but you put situation like you played situation baseball to um, these past week, like especially on Saturday, like it was a close game. We had a leadoff double in the bottom of the eighth, and then you know instead of bunting, well they didn't bunt, but I mean he had a sack fly. Jordan Thompson had a sack fly, or he moved him over to the third, and then we brought in the run. Like that's team situation. That's not selfish baseball. Like we're not gonna hit a home run or anything. And then just like that, too, I think it's also good, like, to get these situations early in the season. I mean, you could try to prep yourself and practice as much as you can, but playing the game situation, it's, like, it's really different, yeah. especially coming off the bat, too. Yeah. And then the ones who I thought I struggled, it has to be my Miami Hurricanes. Like, it's mm-hmm. – they're – like, we want – they won the series, but their mentality is long ball. I think they only scored – out of the runs that they scored this weekend – David, only one of them was by non-home run. Everything else was the oh, home run. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was disappointing, too. The Friday night guy, he didn't start. He hadn't been a start. He was a good relief bullpen guy. Didn't even make it three innings. Mm. So that's mm. a question mark, too. Yeah. Uh, did my boy play this weekend? Caden, uh, uh, Martin. No, he didn't play this weekend. He didn't give it a pinch in at bat. Some people are calling him to play. It's, I mean, that's that's T son. T Martin son. To me, I think that like we're like LSU of Miami. They finally have the team that has depth this year. So this year is kind of hard to like put everybody at at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. So, I mean, I think yeah. he, I would like to see him this midweek because the guy who played center, he didn't do too well, but I understand he was a transfer from Nevada. He hit 310. I think mm-hmm. he just put – he was pressing too much. You know, you got to – like, yeah. as Miami fans, like, there, there's a lot of criticism. Like, if you're not doing well, like, well, why is he playing? Why is this? Like, so eventually he put the pressure on himself too. Like, just got to relax. You know, it's only three games so at the beginning of the season, but, you know, we got to stay the course. Yeah. Yep. Something else that stood out this weekend, uh, and it, it actually played a part in several games. Uh, the new rules, the new rules that they put in to speed up the game with the pitch clock, the uh, batter clock, the um, uh, coaches clock and stuff like that. Um, granted, some games were two hours, two and a half hours. So it, it did. I mean, in, in, in effect, it did do that. 
Um, but what are your thoughts on some of the, those new rules? I mean, it's okay. Like I'm used to it. Like because we like the pass out of the Chihuahua, so we're used to that play clock. So I'm used to that. But I think it's really different is that time out of the box because, you know, as hitters, like, you want to get in that rhythm. You want to disrupt the timing. I know that viral video of the Tennessee player calling for time and the umpire didn't give it to him. But in the rule, it says, like, if it's a certain amount of time, like, you can't get – can't give him time. So, yeah. I think that's going to take a while. But I think the main one that I was really upset was the no props for the – like, basically not having fun. Basically, that's the Virginia Tech rule. For people who don't know, like Virginia Tech will hit a home run. They'll come to the dugout. They'll toss him a sledgehammer, and he'll slam it down on the turf. Like, that was probably one of the best props in home in baseball. And they turned that down. But the pitching, I mean, it's okay. Like, you, I understand you're trying to get the pace of the game faster, more audience to see, because there's some mm-hmm. games where it's like we're, an hour, we're three hours in, It's like, and we're barely in the six. So it's, like, ridiculous. But, I mean, I understand. Like, I know in Blake Show, the guy who was talking, he said he didn't like the the Apple Watch thing. Yeah, that, that was, that was going to be my next question. Um, the uh, About having to watch and stuff and, and yeah. not crossing up signals and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, I like it. I mean, you see it. You're going to see it. It's already happening in the pros. Like, in the pros, they'll take off the hat. They'll put it inside. And the catcher has, like, a little, like, device thing. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell him, like, fastball outside. And he'll hear it, and he'll just come set. So that's the same thing as the watch. I think it's eliminating more cross-ups instead of in, in, in key situations. You may get nervous, forget the signs, and I'm just going to throw this pitch, and you throw it down the middle and particularly lose the game. So there's no more cross-ups. And then I know that there's some people who don't like it, but, I mean, team it, teams have been doing it before, like Miami a couple years ago. They had, like, their play sheets, like, you know, on the football, like where it tells you, like, the plays. They'll have it in system, so like the pitching coach will go like one four four. He'll look down, it's like change up away, and then he'll go on the mountain and he'll pitch. Like teams have been doing it, it's just eventually everybody's cutting on. I know Vanderbilt did it last year with the Apple Watch, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're cheating, they're cheating," and then they're like, "No, like this is what they're doing." Mm. I didn't realize Vander was doing it last year. Mm-hmm. They had it. They had it on their glove on their glove side. Okay. Okay. Um, going forward, what's some of your um? Let me ask when you're looking at teams and stuff and kind of evaluating them and stuff. What what are some things you look at? I think I think they look at how they like the strength of the schedule. I know some midweek there's some um teams you don't have the ability to play a good midweek game like how Texas does. Like you could play Texas State, Texas A and M. You could travel to Houston, Texas, uh, Corpus Christi or UTV uh, Permian Basin. That's a D2, but they don't have that as in some schools in some areas, especially like in California. You could play your midweek game as Cal State Fullerton, as USC or UCLA. So I look at that. I want to see how they do. I mean, I want to see how they do non-conference. Non-conference is basically a rehearsal for your conference because there's some con- – like in, I know we missed like in football we say like, oh, it's only SEC and everyone else. But in baseball, it's everybody else except for the Big Ten. <laughs> if we're being honest, yeah, because the Pac-12 is deep this year, the Big 12 is deep. You have Tier One, Tier Two teams. ACC is pretty deep this year. SEC is always going to be deep. So it, you look at the strength of schedule and you start seeing like, okay, like this is how they are. And I look at the players too, like how they react. I know Enrique Bradfield, he didn't have a good series this year. 
this weekend, but I mean, it's also, it's the first week. I'm not expecting everyone to jump off the bat real hot. Dylan Cruz, yeah. I know he went one for three today and then one for three on Friday and he went offers, but I mean, they're hitting the ball like on a line drive. It was just right at people. Like, so that's a good sign to have like, oh, you're squaring the ball up. You're seeing the ball pretty good. I want to see like how they react when it comes to SEC play. Like I know I mentioned Dylan Cruz. I think not having Tommy White back there as his protection changed a lot. He started he started seeing a lot more off speed. I mean, this is also too. He had he never batted three hole. I think I remember in LSU, you you just used to his lead off. So he's used to getting that fastball. Where I like he was patient. Like he didn't uh be by him like he didn't be like be someone else like he stayed true to himself and then whenever he got that pitch he rocked it and then that goes for the freshman too like galvin guilty i know he got he got called strike three on a ball high but he knew the strike zone he didn't chase like they stayed true to themselves so i think you gotta give props to jay jay johnson on that one yeah for the hitters yeah, I know you mentioned the Big Ten ain't really. I mean, I know Michigan's about the only school up there who really made some noise in baseball the past few years. But Maryland last year they did. Maryland yeah. last year they got screwed on that call the regionals, the yeah. super regionals. But then I know you got some smaller pro- like I know the Sun Belt really good baseball program now with mm-hmm. you know with Southern Miss coming in. You still got Coastal. You still got some other teams there, but. I think that that kind of like you mentioned that the play the midweek part plays kind of the regionality of it. There is no real tough programs in the north for the Big Ten programs to play mm-hmm. to prepare themselves for conference play and for you know postseason play like there is in the South. In the South, you can play a, a Troy, you can play a Southern Miss, you can play Louisiana Tech. You know that gives you a good a good competition midweek and prepare you for your conference play. That's just not available everywhere. No, it's not, and that's what the thing that kind of sucks because if you're above the team, they're gonna look at your strength schedule, and it's honestly like it's not your fault. Yeah, like you're just playing to the teams who are available because you don't want to travel to the West Coast, come back, and then travel back to the East Coast. Like you're not, yeah, you're not doing him any service. All right, well, Julian, man, listen, I gotta figure out we we gotta figure out when we're gonna bring you back, man, because this this is gonna be. Uh, 56 games. 56, yes. Three down. You know, a couple more to go, depending on the schedule. I know Miami, they have Tuesday, Wednesday, and then another weekend series, I think, for LSU, you guys host Southern at 2 o'clock at the box. Yeah, yeah we got Southern on Tuesday. Uh, I was looking. We got Texas in the midweek this year, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys are playing in the Round Rock tournament up there that weekend, so might as well just stay that extra week, a uh, couple more days, play Texas, you know. Get them introduced them to the SEC. Hmm. I mean, they already got they got welcomed already, and they got baptized, and it wasn't free for them. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they're no. going to be a different team. Oklahoma struggled yeah. too. I'm pretty sure, like it, like right now, the way how you start doesn't matter; is the way how you finish. You know, yeah. a good example of that is Ole Miss. They started off really hot. Big they fan. struggled during the season, and then once they got their their boys healthy, they just took over from that. I mean, that's. Like you say, you just got to make it to the dance. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, anything can happen. All right. Oh, but last question. Last question. Who started slow that you think has a really good chance of bouncing back? I think Tennessee. Tennessee because their pitchers, they really, like they did pretty well. Like there's some hits that were like they didn't give up like really like deep bomb hits. Like there was like check swings. 
that just fell in. For those like who don't know, like they, they played Arizona at a spring training field, so that mm-hmm. ballpark is gonna be a lot bigger, a lot more tracking down of the balls. Mm-hmm. Some balls that should have been caught. Also, too, like not having your shortstop, you you've been in that routine. Like he's gonna be your guy, and then to find out like the day of the game, hey, he's not gonna play. So I know Tony Valtel, his like his head was going crazy trying to find out like who who's gonna replace him. Cause that messes like up the whole thing, but I think once him being back there, I think he he'll be all right. Like they'll be all right. But I mean, your schedule, like LSU, LSU, Tennessee, and Texas A&M, like the opening weekend for the SEC, like those three three weeks, like that's death row right there. Like, yeah, who, I need to talk to who planned that. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I was looking at that. Uh, we I think we was that. Here we're talking. We may have been talking about it in like a group, but yeah, this I was looking at the first three series for LSU. It is actually the first four, technically, if you want to look at it. So you got mm-hmm. Texas A&M, Arkansas, Tennessee, South Carolina. And South Carolina's been doing. They did damage today. They got a transfer, Tristan Cost, or not Cost. Well, his name is Costas. His older brother plays for the Red Sox. He was at Vandy. He was supposed to be a big piece this year, and then I didn't know he transferred to South Carolina. He's been doing pretty well. Yeah. All right. Well, Julian, listen, we're gonna we we're gonna figure it out, but you'll be back. We'll definitely be back, man. To, uh, break down some more baseball, man. People don't think we talk baseball, man. They think we don't know what we're talking about. So. No, we do, especially during the Twitter spaces. You know, it's. Don't get me. I, I no. <laughs> Hey, was, I know. I, I, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, somebody brought this up, and I forgot about it. Somebody in Twitter Spaces was 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 talking a little, you know, what I'm saying a little spice about the LSU baseball team was saying that they don't think they was gonna be this good and that we was over uh, overhyping them. Mm. Said, you know, said, you know, and the premise behind it was we don't even know who the second baseman is. Well, we got three of them. And all yeah, three of them look like they play. Yeah, look like they can play pretty good. So, and the, also the fact too, all three of your catchers play. I mean, I know Jones; he didn't catch, but he was in the starting lineup. Like mm-hmm. that shows the depth. Like, hey, you could play. And I think Gavin Duas, man, man, that's a dude right there. Like, that's a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to give someone a break, like, hey, take the night off, Duas. Like, do your thing. There's a reason why he wears eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it's funny. I went. I wasn't gonna say no names, but uh, the don't person do he was, don't do D, it. Don't DK, do the person was DK was the person going back and forth with him, and he he uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. All right, man, Julian is out. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll. I know. I know. We're gonna you. we're gonna bring Julian back whenever Major League Baseball about to kick off. Oh, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. We talk about how the Cardinals going to uh, tie up. They might win the Central, but that's about it. They're going to do some things. They're going to do some things. Oh, uh, MLB Network on Friday is hosting the HBU uh, tournament, the Andre Hawk series. I forgot. It's FAMU, Jackson State, Grambling, and I forgot another team. Alabama State. Or Alabama A&M. I didn't know the, it was another classic. I, I, I know, know they did the Cactus Jack this past weekend. Yeah. They did the Cactus Jack. That. They did okay. the Cactus Jack and another one, the Andre Dawson one. So okay. that's what's up, appreciate man. Appreciate you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go. You know, what I'm saying go check them out. Max Julian underscore two. That's right. 
that's right. Yeah, on, on, on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if he posts much, but uh, if you catch him in Twitter spaces, man, this man know everything about everything, especially when it comes to baseball. Uh, he might have bad tasting teams, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know everything about everything. And Julian, man, we do appreciate you. Uh, we'll be having you back soon, man. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you. I got our it. good man, Julian, the baseball dude. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's my dude right there, man. Julian, Julian. I've been looking forward to that. That dude know his stuff, man. Yeah. I didn't know he was a Braves fan. I kind of <laughs> hey, kind of hurt feel, my heart, feel, though, man. I, Okay, before I got married, before I just want to say, before I got married, um, I was out and I saw this this young lady. I mean, beautiful. I was like, man, I was like, and I was gonna speak to her, and I looked, and she had her she had her nails done, and one was houndstooth and had that a on it. Oh, I walked, I left the store. I'm good. I'm good. What what you know what they say on on the memes? She a nine, but she an Alabama fan. No, no, no. I'm good. I can't do it. Can't do it. And I, and somebody was like, "Why you ain't talk to her?" I said, "She's an Alabama fan. That means she gonna think she right about everything. She gonna think she can't lose an argument." I'm good. And married an Auburn fan. (laughs) (laughs) Married an Auburn fan. I mean, I got a fighting chance with that. So. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk a little football, man. Um, the Carolina Panthers hired Thomas Brown as their OC. Um, he was the associate head coach somewhere. I forgot just that fast, but that's not even the biggest one. I don't, I don't know if that matters. Man, much. Oh, he was at the Rams. Yeah, he was the Rams, uh, like associate yeah, head coach. Yeah. Um, the one that's the biggest one, Eric B. Enemy to the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, mixed reactions on Twitter. First thing happened. Hey, why is he leaving Kansas City? Eric B. Enemy can't coach. There's a reason why he hasn't been a head coach. That's all I've been saying on Twitter. Well, I mean, the reason why he's leaving Kansas City is because he wants to become a head coach. And it's pretty apparent that him being the offensive coordinator for Andy Reid isn't enough for him to become the head coach like it was for Matt Nagy or Doug Peterson, Mm. who were previously offensive coordinators for Andy Reid in that same system. So, while I... I don't really like the move. I understand why he did it. Um, And I know a lot of people were saying, why doesn't he just stick around in Kansas City? You know what I mean? He can get the job just like Ty Bowles got the job when Bruce Arians retired. Mm -hmm. But first of all, there's no guarantee that uh, Veach, the general manager and the owners would want that to be the case. And number two, who knows how long that'll take? Who knows how long Andy Reid you know, is going to be around? He might be here for three, four more years coaching. So I, I understand that he didn't want to necessarily take that route and wait it out, but I don't think the commanders would be the best situation for him. I feel like if if he wanted to be the offensive coordinator somewhere else, he could have his pick of teams in the league to be the offensive coordinator. So 
I hope it works out for him though, because he deserves it. But I just don't know if this was the best move for him. Right. Um, there are a few things that that we know um to be true about this league. Um, but first, before I go there, let me say this. It has been said that he does not interview well. I can believe that. Um sure. it, that's that's fair to say. It could be said that um he may not have the managerial skills or or something like that. Okay, you know what? That's fair. I, I can you know what I, I I'll give you the benefit of doubt on that. And you um, you also got the you also got the the stuff that happened when he was in college that's brought up against him also. Okay, I, I'll give you that. Uh, reason another reason why they say he's leaving Kansas City said him and Patrick Mahomes don't get along. That's fair, understandable. Um, but something that we do know about the league. The league has given less qualified the league uh, a chance. The league has also given mm-hmm. terrible coaches multiple chances. That's true. Um, I don't see why there's any reason that he has not at least been given a chance to be a head coach somewhere. Um, Deshaun Watson, this may not, and this is not the necessarily the, the hill I want to down. Um, but Deshaun Watson wanted him as head coach in Houston. Um, I don't think that was cool. Maybe I shouldn't have went there. But still, you know what I'm saying? I do know that um, he he is not the only, you know what I'm saying, player that who has asked for or, or vouched for Eric enemy to, you know what I'm saying, be given a shot. I just uh, – there have been less qualified – and yeah, the coaches. That's that's fixed. I mean, multiple chances. I mean, yeah, the Saints has got one right now who was given a second chance who probably didn't deserve it. But I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. However, and and I, but I think to your point, that's why he's doing what he's doing. You know what I mean? It's exactly. He, he's he you know what I mean he's got to do twice as much with half as less. You know what I mean? To kind of to show that he's worthy of a job. But my issue isn't necessarily with him leaving. It's where he decided to go. I get you. Ain't no quarterback over there, bro. Like, that's not a great situation to go. Like, right, they got right weapons. Now. They got, yeah, I mean, who who they finna go get? I mean, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Like, at this point. Andy Dalton? Stop it, James Winston. Stop I don't know. It. Stop it, bro. like, like they, they might, they might trade up and try to get a CJ or somebody in the draft, CJ Stroud or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I felt like he could have went to a better situation, but yeah. I, I, I wish him the best though. I, let me say this, and and when you say better situation, I, I do want to say this. The franchise, the commander's franchise is terribly ran. That's a nicer way than what I was going to say. I'll just say that I'll say it like you just said it. They, they are a, a terrible garbage pail of a, of a franchise. I will, Ron Rivera and things he has done, or the person he is. He's, I think he's fighting an uphill battle, but I think he is trying to improve um, 
what they are. Um, I think working with him is a is a plus for Eric Bieniemy. Um, the the and the reason I say that our, our Black History fact for tomorrow is going to be another example of that. And I and, and yeah, I mean, I I'm not I'm not disagreeing with your point on that. Like I get from a from a head coaching standpoint, I get that it's a good situation, but just like you just left a good situation from a head coach standpoint. You know what I mean? Andy Reid is but you top have three. an option. You you have an option yeah. to, to grow there. There's no there you're I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but what I'm saying mm-hmm. is you could have went somewhere else with a better with a better foundation for you offensively. Yeah, I get like, I get what you're saying, but you who, got, who's, you looking, got the, who's looking for an offensive coordinator right now? A bunch of people. Carolina just hired an offensive coordinator. Like the NFC South ain't got nothing. But they did they reach out to him though. Also, I mean that's a, I mean that's a good point too. I, I think that, I think I mean, that nobody like, gave. I th- I don't think anybody gave him a chance. I mean I don't know if any, if he put himself out there for people to give himself a chance. That's a good question too. You know, so I I just like Washington is just a bad situation to me, man. Yeah, I, I get it. But if I if he division, goes, you the worst team in that division, bro. Yeah, like, but if he goes to Washington and offensively they compete, if he what, goes to Washington and they don't look good because they don't have a quarterback, you just sabotaged your whole chance to become a head coach. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Chris makes a terrible point. Say that three. I mean, you know, saying if I had a nickel every time I say that, uh, but he said Washington has everything they need to compete. Just need Carson Wentz to come alive. Yeah, Carson Wentz the, ain't coming. They got alive. the worst quarterback in the division, bro. Yeah. Like, no, no, was... no. And I, and I said that jokingly, Chris. I I, I get if they. I, I think if you rephrase that, if they had a quarterback, I, think I mean, they, yeah, they had quarterback away, but that's that's a big piece though, and it ain't that many out there. Yeah. So in that division, you got the. The NFC champion, you got a Dallas team that's probably gonna get better, and an up and coming New York Giants team. I mean, like, I just, yeah, yeah. Um, we can move on for that. I, I just, I wish him the best, um, because there are a lot of people, uh, especially Kansas City fans, who are saying he's going to fail. I mean. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, there's a lot of people saying he's going to fail. But Jason Jason Brownfield says Derek Carr. Derek Carr, Derek Carr looking at the Jets. Mm, yeah, but if so, if so happened, Washington finds a way to work themselves in there. I think there's a few teams above Washington. I get it. I'm just saying. I mean, it's definitely a possibility, but I'm just saying I don't know. It's likely. Yeah. All right. Rex Ryan interviews for the Denver DC job. I don't know about this. Now, he a good defense according to what he was a good defense coordinator. He been how long game. ago is that? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he's been at the game for a minute. Yeah, and the game's done changed a little bit. I mean, he's a good great DC though, but yeah. I just don't know if that if his defense works in the way the offense is run today. But we'll see. It'd be interesting. Them two personalities though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Them press conferences that they were going to be fun. Yeah. Ooh, the XFL 3.0 makes its debut. It's a game on now. Seattle and the uh, D.C. Commanders. 
Uh, I mean, sorry, DP, DC defenders. Um, thoughts, initial thoughts on the return. I mean, I liked it. Pretty, it's it's football. I mean, I saw somebody make a point today. Our boy from down Renard. south football, Renard. If you're a football fan, you watch football. You know what I mean? Like, it don't have to have no flashy name or you know anything like that. It's football, bro. Like, it's and it's high quality football. Very high. So quality. I mean, I'm cool with it. it I enjoyed it. I like the, I like the the um, I like the production aspect of it, being able to hear the play calling and yes. some of that kind of stuff. I like some of that that, that we don't see from the NFL and college football. But I mean, I, overall, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna tell you two things I like that some people may not. I love the kickoff rule. I love mm-hmm. it as far as you know, what I'm saying for safety, but you still get an actual yeah. return. Um, I also love. When you score a touchdown, there is no extra point. You have yeah, one, you two, have three. one, two, or three. Yeah, Bam. it keeps teams in the game, though, bro. Yes, because yes. you can go for like like nine points on a position, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like so, it's it's basically nobody's ever really out of the game. So yeah, I mean, I I like that that kind of, and I also like the the way that they try to emphasize returns. Like mm-hmm. not just not just kick out but punt return. You know you right. can't be more than a yard downfield when the ball kicked on punt. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff to try to emphasize because we don't really see that in in the NFL college. They try to outlaw that kind of stuff. But I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed all yeah. of it. What the XFL had. Saint Chuck says I watched San Antonio blow a game to Orlando. He means San St. Louis, St. Louis, and the oh, XFL today. Yes, Chuck. And the reason I know it's St. Louis because I was talking trash about AJ McCarron and he led them in the comeback. So wow, yeah, I, I wasn't watching that one, but yeah, I yeah. watched the one last night. It wasn't much of a game. They scored twice. With I watched two the Houston left in the game. I watched the Houston game and they was uh twice. That's crazy. With two minutes left. Two minutes left. They scored twice. Wow. Yeah. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Um, but the XFL, I, I'm glad it's back. Um, more football, more football, more football. And, um, yeah. Uh, now on to the topic that's probably going to have me in therapy. Because he's triggering. Dion is triggering to me. Oh, 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 okay. Dion Sanders is triggering to me. Dion Sanders comes out and um, I don't know who he was talking to. Um, hold on. Does it really matter? It don't matter who he was talking to, but Dion Sanders comes out and says, um, <laughs> he has criteria for, for picking a quarterback. He wants a quarterback that comes from a two parent household, mom and daddy. Also says he like his old lineman like that. They usually are very smart. Um, then he says his D lineman, he wants to come from a single parent household with a, with a single mama. If they can get out the mud, they can grind. Dion, Dion, Dion. All right, so basically Dion just reinforced the stereotypes that has been hurting black quarterbacks for the past however long football's been existing. Um, You basically just said that quarterbacks that come from a single-parent household aren't smart enough to play the position. 
Um, and that quarterbacks who come from two-parent households are somehow smarter because they come from a two-parent household. Um, oh, he did say he wanted to have a 3.5 uh, GPA. In a, yeah, I mean, like, I he know He was talking to Rich Eisen. I know plenty of uh, people who come from single-parent households who have a 3.5 height. So, yeah. I mean, being from a single-parent household doesn't exclude you from being able to attain a 3.5. Um, but – I mean, not to be one to be all in his business, but what kind of the household did his son come from? I mean, mm. in, in his parents' divorce. So, I mean, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be a single-parent household, either one way or the other? But it looks look mean, pretty single to me. I'm just like, I, I just don't understand the reasoning for this and the, the unnecessarily bashing quarterbacks who come from single, or just players in general who come from single-parent house. It's kind of it's kind of sad and ridiculous from someone who claimed to be trying to break those stereotypes. So when I say it's triggering the, the things he says, the constant um, shade thrown at uh, Jackson state, the city of Jackson um, HBCUs as a whole, <clears throat> you came in and, and, and I'll say this, he came in, p- tried to play the savior role. Hmm. Um, I guess he decided that uh, God called him to increase his 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 ten uh, percent, um, so he sent him to a, a higher paying job. Um, Dion makes statements like this does nothing but hurt black community, yep. as you say, because it's very stereotypical. There are plenty, plenty, plenty. Of 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 non melanated members in this world who aren't in a two parent household, mm-hmm. um, but the stereotype is going to look like he's talking about black players. Um, Malcolm X said, "Whenever." They want to refute something a black man says. They're going to trot out somebody else to say something mm-hmm. different. Another black man to say something different. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest problem with what Dion said here. No, guess guess what news cycle picked this up or what news coverage picked huh. this up. It wasn't on ESPN or I hadn't seen it on ESPN. He did this now. He, he did this. It was with NFL Network. This was the, the article was pulled from Fox News. I'm not here. I'm not here to try to be political with you guys, but when you constantly have, we have constantly seen, especially of late, um, news media. You know, say certain ones, and and I don't care if you want to say CNN, if you want to say Fox, if you want to say MSNBC, they have preached an agenda. They have pushed agendas on both sides. So I'm not even trying to go there and say, you know, this, that. But it is funny that this article was picked up by Fox News. So now you are, so you came to help the black community and you pushing out this poison and this is who picks it up. So that dude is triggering to me. 
Very triggering. I'm tired of them, honestly, bro. I am extremely tired of them. I have a great comparison. I'm not going to do it on this show. Um, Highlight me on Twitter spaces. But uh, we can move on. Basketball. The men's top 16 seed, uh, top 16 seeds have been, uh, yeah, it was a preview. bracket preview has been announced. Um, what stood out to you? What was LSU on there? <laughs> uh, Carter laugh, but um, <laughs> honestly, what stood out to me was the fact that they had Arizona ranked higher than UCLA. Even though UCLA is currently ranked higher than Arizona in the polls, uh, Alabama being on one seed, not really, you know. Um, Big Twelve having like six teams in the top sixteen, something like that, is pretty. Uh, you know, what I mean, it's pretty impressive. That shows the strength of that conference. Um, Gonzaga being a four seed, kind of shocking. Um, but they have been very impressive this year to me. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's kind of what I thought it would be. Uh, just swap around a couple teams at the top pretty much, like uh, Arizona and UCLA. But other than that, it's been pretty, it was pretty solid. <sighs> yeah, Alabama is number one overall seed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Alabama is really good. Really they're the best team in the country right now. I, I tried I tried to hate on them. Um well, I, I say right now, but they yeah, they're the yeah. best team in the country this year. Nate Oates, Nate Oates, uh when they first got pick uh picked him up, I was like Yeah, dude coach. Nate Oates is that yeah, but he he was able to recruit this shit though, man. Um mm-hmm. they've always had good guard play since he's been there. But right. they finally got a big man to get to be that rim protector and force inside that they've needed. And they got a guy who's probably gonna be the first college player taken in the draft, Brandon Miller. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So you have you have that elite wing player that can take over a game. You have great guard play, but you got that rim protector inside. So you really got you know elite elite play from every level. So they they one of the deepest teams in the, in the country, and they really one of the most talented. So they they the best team in the country. Yeah, uh, I know Alabama is good. Kentucky fans are starting to say that they uh, Alabama their favorite basketball school. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you know that's what like here. That's what they used to do. Alabama like yeah. football season. They'd be Alabama fans. And then Kentucky fans and Kentucky basketball fans during basketball season. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, Kentucky might not make the tournament this year. Uh, I said that earlier this year. But I mean, you know what's crazy is. You might have Kentucky, North Carolina, and possibly Duke all not making it. Duke, Duke, Duke look like they're gonna get in, but right now North Carolina and Kentucky are like first four out. I mean, so they could play their way in. Still enough time for them to play their way in, especially if they have good performances in their conference tournaments. Right. But as of right now, blue bloods not in. But you got a resurgence of some blue bloods because you got. Kansas. You got Arizona coming back. I mean, well, Kansas been they defending yeah. national champions, but you got Arizona, UCLA. You know, they've been kind of making their resurgence past few years. But Indiana, I mean, Indiana just got mm-hmm. their first Big Ten championship since nineteen eighty, like nineteen eighty three, something like that. You know, it's been a long time. So they they kind of, Mike Whitson, former NBA coach, 
been been there a few years. They got one of the best players in the country, Trace Trace uh, Davis. So I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be kind of interesting to see how this stretch run plays out. Yeah. Um, men's LSU men's basketball. I brought them up jokingly. Um, suffered there? suffered a what thirteen straight loss. Yesterday, I don't know, bro. It's too many. They ain't winning another game, most likely. Uh, um, that game got against South Carolina got out of hand quickly. It should not have. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's inexcusable. Um, I'm not. I, I don't know what to say. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you know, saying the bounce back next year. Because uh, at this point, you, you've got to start coaching for next year. Yep. So. Um, but who did bounce back this week? Kim Mulkey and them Lady Tigers. Uh, they failed last week. It, bro, it seemed like the Super Bowl was a month ago, and it was just last week. Um, and that was also the big game with South Carolina. Uh, LSU won two games this uh, again this week, beating Ole Miss, and then today beating um, Florida, Florida in Florida. Um, Ole Miss took South Carolina in overtime. Today, mm. Ole Miss took it was giving LSU the fits uh, on mm. on Tuesday or or whatever day they play. Yeah, yeah, Thursday. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, uh, shout out to Coach Yo over at Ole Miss. Good story that they brought up during the day on the broadcast. Uh, the coach Starkey, Sarkey, Starkey, mm-hmm. I think Bob um, Starkey. For, yeah, from LSU, Bob Starkey um was raising money for cancer he said however many students showed up uh he donate uh uh, i think a dollar for each student it was like 565 students showed up so he rounded it up to a thousand uh falaje asked how many you know how much money did he you know Mm -hmm. did he make he said a thousand she matched it and she donated a thousand uh coach yo from old miss heard about this story and she donated a thousand as well. So That's shout out to you know what I'm saying that love, you know what I'm saying, that that you know, all you know what I'm saying the community, the basketball community, especially you know, what I'm saying on the women's mm-hmm. side that they have for each other. Uh great story, you know. Love to hear that, man. Shout out to Flage for being just a, a outstanding freshman student athlete. Um in everything she does, man. Her mom posted on Twitter, uh Cause she was at softball game. And Angel Reese was like, "I ain't know you like softball." Her mom was like, "She used to play she baseball." Yeah, yeah. So, you know, says so led them to. She said, "Led them to two uh, state championships." So, I mean, you know, um, Michaela Williams played softball too. She was about to go to college on a softball scholarship till she decided to play basketball. So, man, yeah, she could. <laughs> man, 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 the future is the future is bright, Baton Rouge. So. Uh, NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, we talked about this last week. Would we watch, you know, well, Thursday uh, to Wednesday? I'm sorry, would we watch? Would it be interesting? This, that, and the other. I watched a little bit of the celebrity game, I didn't watch the skills competition. I watched um, the skills competition, it was, I, I didn't watch it only because I was watching uh, the baseball game, UFC. And um, I watch UFC, baseball game, and softball. So, which we're going to get to. You didn't miss much. Yeah. Um, the three-point contest, though. 
Shout out Dame Dollar. Yeah, so Dame Lillard. That was dope. The uh, the Weber State uh, salute with with rocking the jersey. That was pretty dope. I, I like yeah. that. How um, much? Not just that Halliburton tying the the record with yeah. thirty one in the what's that first round one? Mm-hmm, that was the first round, but he sat too long, man. He sat mm. so long, and that's why he got kind of he got cold. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was surprised though, bro. Like Kevin Herter put up some bricks. Uh, it was somebody else who put up some bricks. Damn, Ju- was it Julius Randall? Now Randall Randall had he he was pretty um he was pretty respectable. I think he had like seventeen something like that. Somebody only had like five. Like had uh Herter had five, and somebody else had like nine or something like that. It was pretty bad. But it's mm. oh Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero. That's who oh, okay. Tyler Hero. Yeah. <sighs> Slam dunk contest. Let me say this. I I, I want to start by by saying this. Uh, uh, Trey Murphy, you did a phenomenal job. Uh, matter of fact, I, I will say I enjoyed all the dunks. Uh, there were some dunks I was like, mm, like no, the, the no, 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 no. I'm not letting you get away with that one. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <clears throat> the the sticking your arm in the rim, all just kept, it got it got terrible. it got that repetitive, and it just was like, mm, that was nah. terrible. Both yeah. of them was terrible. Yeah, I was just like, mm. um, but um, I, I KJ Martin. I think he had some good ideas. It just didn't. It didn't no splash. The execution didn't splash well. Yeah. Um, Trey Murphy, very impressive. I was like, okay. I don't think. I don't think the the touch the back. I don't think that got enough love, dog. I I, I, I did. I don't think that got enough love. Bro. I'm gonna tell I don't you think why. You realize how hard that is. That, that's that's exact. So, I, I don't. I've never dunked. As far as I'm, wreck, I'm ten foot. Now we yeah. lowered that thing. I, you know, what I'm saying, I, I, yeah. and I know how difficult some 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 of that stuff is. You know, what I'm saying because if you try, hell, if you play NBA 2K and try to do some of them dunks, it's hard to do. You know, what I'm saying pressing the buttons. But seriously though, uh, it it's is so hard. hard do bro, it is hard to do a lot of those dunks. And, Thank you, Josh, because I was going getting there. Carl Malone was a full fledged hater. The, the one where he t- the entire he kept giving 44, 44, 44. Nah, he gave he gave your boy 44 or 42 or something like that. Whenever everybody else gave him 49s and 50s, when he threw it between his legs, caught it in the air and went me like that. Was, like, that was so nasty. Like, Bro, no. Trey Murphy. I was like, "Whoa, what?" Like, don't get me like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Trey Murphy should have won. Oh Matt, no, 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 hands down. No, Matt no, we we gonna get there. We I ain't you, yeah. you know it's who I yeah. ain't mentioned yet. I ain't got yeah. there yet. But we I just go. I just didn't like the way they judged my boy Trey Murphy, man. Like, but I'm just saying. I, but I you give but you thing. give the dude with the no creativity a dunk. We've already seen. I, even if you was paying homage to Vince with the first one, cool. But the second one, you pulled yourself up with the with the net, and then you didn't even get both of your arms in the, and then the whole open the envelope thing, like, like that was just so lame to me, man. Like then you want to get him a higher score than you gave Trey. I just don't get that, bro. Yeah, maybe see. Mm. And then they showing this. 
Never mind. Let me stop. Um. Then we get to Mac. Matt McClung. Um, I owe him an apology. Not necessarily. I no no. I owe him an apology because I was like, man, they just finna get this dude to win. Cause they they was like he the favorite. Ah, they gonna get this dude to win. They gonna hype it. I was like they gonna hype him up because he he's one of the shorter you know what I'm saying people mm-hmm. in the competition. They gonna hype him up because he's a white guy who can ball. Because let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? When a white player, American born white player can ball, a lot of times they get hyped. Yeah. It's not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying it's just how it is. I've always thought, like, watching the high school tapes, I knew he had, you know what I'm saying, skills and he could do it, but I just felt like it's different from being a really good basketball player and being an NBA basketball player. Well, he's not an NBA player, like, yeah. by any means. And I don't, like, and there's no knock on him. He's he's not that caliber player. I mean, I know he's got the little two way deal. And he's on the roster now, but he's a, he's he's undersized, and he's not really, you know what I mean, a, the ball handler to be that. Like, he's a scoring guard. He's a, yeah. really a two guard, but he's not really the size, and he's undersized as that combo guard. So I mean, there's no knock to him to say he ain't him being a player, but this that is what he does. What he did Saturday night is what he does. That dude was dunking out the gym. Um, we we talked about it. one thing. I and I was gonna actually ask this until it, it came up last night. Uh, I mean, until last night, one of the questions I was gonna ask was this: the well, I think I did ask uh, on Wednesday. Is the dunk competition overrated? You know, so I mean, has it, it lost it was, its zest? It but, has. And even last night, I mean, last night was good and all, but I, mm-hmm. it wasn't Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon. No, no, you know what I mean. Like that's that's been but like eight I think years it was ago, good, and that's one of the best ones I've seen ever. Yeah, like, it's it's been it's one of the best ones in recent years. I would say that. Okay, okay, I yeah. definitely say that. But that's but is that low hanging fruit? Yeah, very much so. Like okay. that, like you know what I mean. Like I. It ain't accomplishing much, but at the same time, I'm not trying to take away from last night. It was a good, it was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't like historic or nothing like that. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right. Uh, quick question is not on the docket, but let me ask real quick. If you can say, we'll say four. Current players? No. All time? All time. All time dunk contest? All right, that's pretty simple. All right, give me Vince. Mm-hmm. Give me Julius Irvin, Dr. J. Mm, okay. Yeah, give me Dominique. This last one where it gets tough. Because Zach Levine is one of the best dunkers I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Uh, But, like, Jordan... It's going obviously like people are going to want to see him too. So I don't know. I ain't never see Jordan in dunk contest. So give me Zach exactly Levine. Me either. Um, <clears throat> who you I, got? I, I ain't, I'm finna say, I ain't see this one of these people or two of these in dunk yeah. contest either. But when I throw this out there, give me um, Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. Give me um, give me Nate Robinson. Oh, okay. See, he kind of overrated to me, but it's, a, I mean, Give me, uh, give me Braun. Give me Spud Webb. 
Okay. See, Spud, I was going to pick Spud, but he really ain't like, he, he just a little dude. But like, see, Nate Robinson is overrated to me. Okay. Because the one of the ones uh, one of the ones he won, I feel like he, he stole from Andre Iguodala. Okay. Andre Iguodala had one of the best dunks I have ever seen in my life. He caught AI, threw it to him off the back of the backboard, like from behind the backboard. He mm-hmm. caught it, went under the rim. Like that's one of the cleanest dunks I've ever seen in my life. And he didn't win because Nate Robinson stood at half court and tried to throw between his both of his legs. Like, mm-mm. like it took him like 13 attempts to get it, and they didn't mm. penalize him for that at all. It was yeah. so over. Like that was one of the worst I've ever seen. In my if, life. if if I had to have a backup, Vince, Kobe, Zach, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Vince got to be in every dunk contest. Yes, he's yes. the greatest dunker ever. Yeah, so I think he yeah. had the the best dunk, you know, what I'm saying performance ever. So he like, yeah. Literally. Oh yeah, you talking about the one with that was like thirty years ago today, if I'm not mistaken. Not thirty years ago today, like twenty years ago today. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say it could be thirty, but yeah. When he went spinning windmill, then he went off the glass. Man, that was yeah. sick. And if I'm not mistaken, sick. that boy had sprints. Everything, all the ones he dunked, he did it like first try. Yeah, first, first try. All of them first try. All right, that's man. what made that's what made Trey Murphy so clean last night, and mm-hmm. and Matt, both yeah. of them all on first try. Yeah. Um, boxing. Let's talk a little boxing real quick. Tank Davis, Tank, well, Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia both signed the contract April fifteenth in Vegas. Super fight at one thirty six catchweight. That might be a pretty good. One. Who you got? Tank. Here's here's how I think it's gonna play out. I think Tank has the power Ryan has never seen. Ryan is is technical enough to to get the tank in and get him a little shook. Tank knock him out in the knife. Yeah, I mean, neither. I think Shakur Stevenson is the best in that weight class. Honestly, Shakur Shakur Stevenson is a dude guy. He he don't have tank power, but he got power, and he you can't. You, so you are not going to touch him. You are he's not so going to bro. touch him. He remind me of Andre Ward. Like he's a te- mm-hmm. he's he's such he's a, a technician, he's bro. Ward's, uh, he'll, what's yeah, yeah, he'll break you down like pinpoint accuracy. He 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 hits his spots where he want to hit. And like, I saw this on uh Twitter. It was like a, a round robin of Tank Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis, and Devin Haney, and like. Around Robin, like everybody fight everybody. I would love something like that, bro. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. But I, I mean, I know, but I think Shakur beats everybody. Shakur, I, I think I think Devin Haney beats everybody, not named Shakur. And then I think Javante would beat Ryan. I mean, I think Ryan Garcia is the is the is the. Is the I mean, he's not he's not bad by any means. I just think oh, no, no, he's, he's the worse really? of those four. Yeah, he's the worst of those. Four. I mean, it's just. Honestly, people say boxing is dead. I think the heavyweight division isn't what people want it to be. But I mean, when you look at this, it's a little this division game. right here. Yeah, it's 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 some names. And then, like, we didn't even mention Tiafimo and you know right, what I mean, and Lomachenko right. and some of these kind. Of, no, some of these names. Yeah, I just want to see somebody catch Logan Paul because I I want him to fight a real boxer. Well, Fury is supposed to fight him, but I don't think that's yeah. gonna happen. Little, little Fury, not Tyson Fury, the little yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah but 
But I don't so, know. I mean, how much of Tyson a... Fury and Usyk supposed to be fighting too? Yeah, yeah. So, but I I don't know how that's gonna turn out. But speaking of while we're on this fighting thing, UFC, mm-hmm. John Jones in two weeks, March yes. 4th. yes, yes, yes. I will. Um, he fighting uh Gagne, Gagne. right? Yeah, Sarah Gagne. Sarah Gagne. Um, <sighs> I hadn't seen John Jones in two three years, man. I yeah, don't know. I know. But I know he's no. still in shape. I know he's gonna be rusty. But if yeah, he yeah. get I've never seen someone get a clean lick on him. And when he has gotten hit, he's gotten rocked. He survived. Well, that's that is a good wrestler, though. So I mean it's but John it's that's one thing. Here's the, that's one John thing I Johnson, do know. Yeah, just, you yeah, do yeah. not want to necessarily wrestle with John yeah. Jones. So that's, that's gonna true. be interesting. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Then two weeks after that, you got uh Usman Edwards rematch. Rematch. Usman is going to. So Edwards, and, and I say this with all due respect. He got lucky, bro. He got and a look. He he got he set it up because he was trying. It, it was he was yeah, trying he set that it up. shot. He, yeah. he was trying that shot all match. The problem went, and when I say he got lucky, he got lucky in the sense that it was he it was the one time that Usman dropped his guard. Yeah, he hit him. And, and didn't retreat. I mean, and didn't advance. He was the one time he was kind of retreating and, and kind of just trying to let the time run out. Yeah. So I ain't gonna say it was like he 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 trained for that opportunity and stuff. Right. So you know, what I mean, it, it, he just struck it whenever the, the opportunity was there. But I I don't think that if they fight again, I don't think that's the, the that's gonna be the result. But two oh, weeks man. after that fight, two weeks after that fight, you got Pereira and Adesanya part two. I think Pereira so gonna get him again. I don't know, dog, because I feel I, so, like it's the same thing with Izzy that happened. But, but the, only see, difference the, is, the only difference is Pereira has beaten Izzy before. Exactly. So it's a mind thing. But yeah. I don't know, bro. Izzy, I feel like it's the same thing that happened with Usman and Edwards. Izzy, Izzy slipped up at the last, you know what I mean, gave him that one opportunity. But yeah, either way it goes, the UFC is about to be heavy. And I mean, that's not all of them. I mean, you still got right. Yon, you got Yon, you got Holloway, you know, you got some other names fighting them mm-hmm. in the meantime. Um, I do. Uh, is Yon gonna fight uh, Al Jermaine Sterling again? Is that uh, is that a part mm. three coming? No, it's Yon versus uh, the Villa 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 Villa. Okay, I yeah. haven't said that. Uh, because I think the last time wasn't it, wasn't it Yon who fought? Uh, it might not be yeah. Yon. I might it, was, it, was, it was Yon who fought Sterling, but Sterling beat him again after that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So I think because a lot of people was like, ah, Yon gonna get him. You know, what I'm saying he only reason yeah. why he lost was because the technicality. Yeah, Al Jermaine they, they beat him came out. Then. Yeah, Al Jermaine came out with a game plan. And I think what I'm looking forward to is the next time Jamal Hill fight and defend that title. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to because that dude going to be ready. All right. Um, we Man, listen, we're going we to talk some golf. Talk a little golf. But we ain't gonna talk about the match, man. I don't care. I don't know who won, man. I don't even care. But listen, Tiger Woods. I know Tiger made the cut. That's all I know. I care. Yeah, about. he did make the cut. Um, but I think he. I ain't gonna say barely. But um, yeah, well, he did barely make it. He was plus one. But um, Thursday, Thursday, uh, Tiger out out drove Justin Thomas, and um, and kind of a little, you know, saying pranking him, messing with him. He pulled a tampon out and gave it to Justin Thomas, joking with him. Um, it was seen as a joke by a lot, by by you know, so many, but um, people did come out, you know, saying and and give them give them some um, some um, 
backlash. He he later apologized. You can't do that, man. You can't do that, um, bro. Not in this day and age. Not you know what I mean. Like you can't equate being weaker, or being anything like that with being female or being a woman, bro. You can't. I mean, you just this day and age, it ain't that ain't the climate for it, bro. And and he know that, bro. And I and I understand he probably didn't mean no harm in that, but you know it ain't like Dan used to say perception. You know what I mean? And yeah. the perception of it is is that you you know you're equating. Him being weak with with you know being more woman or being more feminine, so yeah. it's just what is he? But my bad, I'm watching the All Star game. But, I got, uh, it's funny, I got XFL on, so I'm gonna switch to the All Star. Yeah, game. but you uh, you just can't do that this day and age, man. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Uh, you about ready? Yeah, let's do it's it. That time. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, go first. All right, let's get it. All right, so I want to call down everybody who played basketball, fan of basketball, attends basketball games, especially high school uh, basketball. So over this year, in the past couple of years, we've seen a rise in the number of brawls at high school basketball games, and it's gotten to the point now that where teams are losing their, they're getting their seasons canceled because of, you know, all the, the amount of brawls we're having and the severity of some of the brawls. Uh, just this past week in Louisiana, Zachary, two-time defending uh, state champions, and Liberty High School both had the rest of their season canceled because of the brawl that was uh, occurred between the two schools. And last month we saw Washington, Marion, and Eunice uh, also get their season canceled because of brawls. Then the number one player in the country in high school, DJ Wagner, son of uh, former NBA player DeJuan Wagner, had his school uh, in – I think he's from New Jersey. Yeah, he plays in New Jersey. Uh, their school, his team, one of the best teams in the, in the country, had a brawl at their game, and their season is canceled. So the best player in the country doesn't get a postseason, doesn't get a chance to win a state championship. So all the fans who run on the court and feel like they're entitled to run on the court whenever there's a brawl, you're you're not helping the solution. You're hurting the players, and you're you're making it to where they're they're more likely than not going to lose their season because when fans get involved, it doesn't. It's not. It's never a good thing. I mean, it's one thing that the players the players get involved, but it's more understandable for the players to do it. I'm not saying it's right, but it's understandable. You know, this tensions are high. It's, it's a contact sport. You know, this this things like that have happened since you know beginning of basketball. But whenever fans feel like they they're inclined to get involved or they feel like they have a right to get involved, it never makes situation good, and it ends up more than not with the end of a season for somebody. So uh, I hate it for the seniors on their team who don't get a chance to defend their state championship for Zachary and for Liberty and all those other schools involved who don't get a chance to, you know, to play out that season, especially the seniors. But sometimes that's what happens whenever you don't follow the rules and. It's a lesson that they gotta learn, but I hate it for them. My bad. I hate it for them too. Um, that's tragic, man. I, I've seen some crazy stuff. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. when I was when I was in school, I was involved. Like I, our team had a fight with another mm-hmm. team. You know what I mean? But and so I'm, that's what I'm saying. I understand how how that kind of stuff occurs, <laughs> yeah. but. 
But we had the difference that, yeah. yeah, we didn't have any fans rush the court. You know, it was just a player on player situation. And so we was able to just, you know, cancel the game. Well, we suspended the game, finished it at a later date with no fans. And the second, the other time we played that team in district, it was no fans at the game. But you know, what I mean, it was it's it, when fans get involved, that's what makes it to the point to where you got to step in, kind of make the the punishment severe because of the the nature of what happened. Yeah, we um. My senior year, yeah, my senior year, um, we we had a it was a big fight, um, a football, and um, it it shit, it made the ESPN. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's not a good look when you have two predominantly black high schools, um, fighting and stuff. Fans coming out saying they they didn't necessarily come out fully and stuff. Uh, it, you know, saying people was really stopped before they can even really reach the sideline, but it's still a bad look. So yeah, it's not a good look at all. Yeah, all right, um. But but man, um, let me go ahead and twinkle a little something on y'all, man. Uh, so this episode we talked about baseball, football, basketball, boxing, golf, UFC, um, and all these things are in season. Well, basketball, I mean, boxing is never out of season, but you know, or UFC, but you you get what I'm saying. Um, we got sports, man. Like world, I mean, like year round right now. And we are literally in a time where if you don't like something, you can turn and find something else. So you don't necessarily have to Netflix. You ain't got a Hulu and no offense to none of them, you know, saying streaming services, but you really can watch anything. As a matter of fact, if you don't like that, we didn't talk about it, but hockey is on right now. Hey, if you don't want to do hockey, soccer is on, depending on what country, football. You know what else is out there? Lacrosse. Lacrosse was on this weekend. I watched a little bit of lacrosse. We're in a sports golden era right now. Take advantage, man. Enjoy it, man. It's it's beautiful. I love it. Um, shoot, indoor track season. Uh, it's been amazing, man. So all I want to say, man, enjoy it right now, man. It, it is truly something to to admire. Spring football for college is right around the corner. Get ready, man. Get ready. So that was real simple for me, man. I'm just enjoying watching sports right now. Sports, man. You on mute. My boy Chuck said pickleball. It might have been some pickleball. I don't know. I ain't I ain't turned the ESPN Ocho. <laughs> but I'm sure there was some cornhole. I was just playing some cornhole somewhere. But uh yeah, man. Uh tomorrow, tomorrow. On HBCU out, we're gonna talk about baseball again and basketball and a little bit of football. So tune in, man. Um, the Cactus Jack uh tournament. I'm looking forward to talking about that, man. Seeing how everything I'm telling you, Jackson State coach. Oh my Johnson. Hey, it's gonna be <laughs> it'll be like the wild. Oh my coming. <laughs> oh my I coming. said I said this though. We definitely finna talk about what happened up in Utah though. Definitely, definitely. That was a man basketball in the sweat. I in the me act as well. Before we go, we slipping. Today's black historical figure was Miss Wilma Rudolph. She is the first American woman to win three gold medals at a single Olympic game. Uh, she did this in 1960, winning in the 100 meter. 
the 200 meter and also the four by one. What's most impressive is she placed bronze in the 100 meter in, in 1956. In 1958, she gave birth to her daughter, um, started attending Tennessee State University, trained, went to the Olympics, returned from the Olympics with a three-time gold medalist, and continued her studies and graduated in 1963 from the Tennessee State University. Something else that was impressive about that aunt, the whole time she did work study teaching it to pay for her school. That's dope, man. Yeah. Also, Shout out to one of the greatest. Also, 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 hit it, help us hit that 1K. You can win a hundred. If you know somebody, let them know. We'll pay you and them if both of y'all get y'all name drawn. So go ahead and help us hit this 1K. But uh, you got anything else before we get up out of here? No, man, that's it. All right, happy Mardi Gras to everybody who's celebrating. Uh, I hope you catch a cramp. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like that. don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot on Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.